Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. We are back with another episode of the Stacked Supplement Podcast, and this is an interview edition with the man behind uh, one of the best snack brands, snacking brands out there in the UK, um, as Andrew from uh, Novo Nutrition. Good evening, Shane. Hey, so um, so basically... You know, being a UK brand and our audience is primarily uh, American. Uh, do you want to give like a, just a brief introduction on, you know, uh, when Novo started, where it started, what it does, what kind of products it has? Yeah, we we started um, somewhere around six and a half to seven years ago, and the whole intention was to deliver functional food, functional protein to average day people. That was seven years ago, and we first started off with which was the world's first protein crisp that we call protein bites, um, which was an extruded product, which did very well because it was the first of its type. <laughs> there was no doubt it's got a protein chip at that time. Of course, other, other companies have followed. We then evolved into um, protein cereals, high-protein cereals, um, very low-sugar high-protein cereals, which, which did very well. Um, and then... As the market has changed, we've had to sort of lean into the future and see about what does what do the, what do people want as in, in the general public as the first just sports nutrition people. And I think that's that's where we, we we seem to differentiate ourselves from a lot of sort of protein brands that, in my opinion, have ridden on the back of the twenty gram protein um, ticket for way too many years. Yeah. And that's not that it's wrong. I'm just saying it's a it's a very small minority that will 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 look for that. Yeah, so I mean, you guys have uh, quite an extensive range of, of products. You have the chips, you had the cereal, which, as far as I remember, was the one of the first, if not the first cereal. And there's quite a few more popping up now, actually, from a variety of new brands. Uh, but I want to get into. Uh, so recently, you guys actually launched in uh, WH Smith, which is a huge retail chain uh, in the UK. Yes. And so do you want to go into a bit more detail about that? Because the, the launch was it's really big. The position you guys have in the retail uh, on, on the shelf space and the price points is very uh, competitive with, with, with your uh, typical sugar snacks and sugar treats, which is not really an approach I've seen any other brand take before. No, you've got to be fairly bold to do stuff like that. I mean, the, the rationale is actually fairly logical if you think about it. Um, and I would imagine something that less than 10% of the population um, that walks into any store like that is prepared to pay above £2, £2.50 for an impulse snack. That's that. So, that's, so you've got, you're, you're alienating 90% of your population anywhere there. So then you've got the ten percent of people that would upsell um, from conventional confectionery to a healthier alternative to two pound twenty-five to two pound fifty. To which you know there are companies out there making good sales, you know, 60, 70 million pound turnovers in the UK. But I would imagine the total turnover in the UK for for something like a twenty gram protein bar in FDM. Food channels is around to the tune of around 300 million tops. Okay, 
Now, if you look, if you look at the true data, you know the the UK snacking market is eighteen point four billion, right? And forty five percent of those people um, look to snack healthier. Um, the problem with that is they don't have options yeah. to snack healthier with because of one obvious thing, which is the price point. So you've got to start, you've got to disrupt that market and make things affordable. Um, the other thing that we've worked very extensively on is having a variety of products for all the family. You know, and I do I do not believe, I'm not disrespecting any brands, lots of different flavors of bars is not a variety. That's an assortment of flavors. You're not you're not going to get different demographics of people. So our range goes from effectively the first protein Kit Kat, which is twelve times less Kit Kat, we call it a protein break. It's gluten free, it's got protein in. That's retailing between 59 pence in dollars terms, 74 cents dollars, up to 80 cents dollars as an impulse purchase, which is not far off what standard Kit Kat is. Yeah. We also have a protein wafer, which is um, our competition on, on that wafer is Power Crunch, although they're not, they're not um, in UK or European retail. And again, that's priced very competitively. Um, currently on sale at one pound nineteen. So, you know, US dollar wise, that'll be on sale somewhere around, you know, one pound one dollar forty five as an impulse. And then we've got a twenty gram easy bar, which we we try to simulate confectionery in protein. So one of them tastes particularly like a Mars bar. Yeah. Tastes and we retail that as it currently on sale at £1.69. So we're at £1.69, and a well-known competitor of ours is on sale at £2.29. <clears throat> so you've got quite a big gap there. Yeah, I, I, as I was saying, like it's a, it is a huge step to be taking on the, the mainstream snacks, I guess, and offering uh, consumers that, that price point on to, to, to match for sugary snacks on sorry, not so healthy snacks rather than what most brands do when they just go after the competition and, and price based on what they are. Um, and so you've, you've very clearly taken that, uh, the creative approach, the unique approach, the, the, the game changing approach as such. Do you, yeah. think, um, sorry. do you think it would, cause obviously, I mean, I, I think it's great. The idea of having, uh, sugar-free, zero-calorie, or like, no, sorry, not zero-calorie, just low-calorie, high-protein snacks on the shelf next to candy bars is probably the dream scenario. But do you think one brand is going to be able to do it? Do you think it'll take others to do it with you, or do you think it's it's a change that you can make in, in retailers and stores by yourself? I think it's it's going to be very challenging for other brands to do it because they're 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 effectively losing their brand DNA. So so if, for example, well-known brands in the UK they're based around the twenty gram protein bar. They they can't then go out and say, okay, we're going to launch twelve gram, ten or twelve gram protein bar because that's going to completely diminish their twenty gram bar market. Yeah. So they're just not going to do it. They're just they're commercially not going to do it. And there's very few independent companies still left in the UK. Um, even in even in America, they're known by conglomerates that the accountants will not let them do it. Yeah. So it, it's something that we've got to pioneer, or other brands will have to try to pioneer. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and if you're not into snacking now, 
you've missed the boat. Okay, yeah. You've missed the boat, right? You just have because, you know, an average retailer is getting two to three emails per day from protein companies. Two to three emails per day. And the issue, the issue with the retailers is that the buyers invariably, they buy on data. Yeah, yeah. So they'll say, okay, what is the, what's the best-selling protein product for the last 16 weeks? We'll list that. And that isn't necessarily what their customer wants. Yeah. If you were to say to a typical buyer, you know, if they're not just a mechanical buyer, okay, would you want your customers to be able to afford something more and it be more acceptable in terms of the price pocket? You know, they're going to say yes. I mean, you know, no buyer's going to say no. We want our consumers to pay more money. They're going to say yes. So you're going to you need a visionary buyer as well to understand, which we do have to do. They're very supportive in that you know four pounds you know don't get to the store you know who's going to walk in and spend two pounds fifty yeah so you have to have the support of the buyers and we are at those prices because we've we've subsidized it but also the retailer yeah has massively subsidized it because they truly believe that that um the upsell confectionery to tell the second is just too big a gap so it's, it's it's a joint venture between us and WSMS. yeah i think uh yeah so i mean that is a very good point the new the older brands just probably aren't able to make that change to to compete at the level that you're trying to attack and then the newcomers will find it hard to get into the position you're in because they don't have the track record so it's a it is a very unique situation do you, what, what do you think it would take? Like, I've been to some countries in Europe, and I, I've told you this before, where yes. they have, like, that in Sweden is, is one of my favorite ones, and uh, I think Norway was a bit as well, where you would have just the protein bars side by side, multiple brands beside candy bars, and you'd go to the, uh, the drink section, and you'd have uh, zero calorie carbonated amino drinks beside. Uh, uh, traditional sodas and that's like a that's a huge huge thing and I, and that thing still blows me away to be able to go to any store and have those options and see those options and they're obviously very popular options uh, for these retailers and stockers to do that especially the the amount of them that do so what do you think it would take or do you think it's even possible to get uh, UK retailers uh, to do something on that scale to be you know to to make it a tradition or to make it normal to have a variety of protein snacks and healthy snacks and functional foods and zero calorie drinks yeah get have that bigger presence have that bigger shelf space because the shelf space will obviously give them the 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 attention that they need unquestionably it's going to happen i mean the reason why it's happened in in the scandinavian countries is that the buyers they, they don't necessarily put healthy snacks just in the healthy section. So yes, they put yeah. it beside the confectionery. And, and therefore, and of course, they've got higher GDP. So so people can upsell from a conventional Mars bar, which they do. The data shows you, as mm-hmm. I've told you before, that people buy more functional snacks and drinks than they do conventional Mars bars or Coca-Cola in those, in those uh, Northern European countries. 
The issue that you've got in the UK is that albeit the UK retailers are quite unbalanced, um, they are, it's fair to say, suffering from the discounters. Yeah. So, so, so on, on that note, you've got buyers that are very conscientious of protecting their jobs. So they're buying on data. Yeah. And, and they're, they're currently, you know, they were all sold this dream that protein is going to be massive. And so what's happened is UK retailers, and retailers all over the world, by the way, this is happening, especially in the Middle East, they, they, they had an influx of brands, they stick them on the shelves, they put them in the pharmacy section or some healthy section that nobody goes to, and, and, and they wonder why the turns aren't big enough. Yeah. The one why it's not selling, and and you know there's been a couple of very successful brands in the UK, and I have massive respect for them, but the, those days are numbered, because unless you get a product that's categorised with conventional snacking, you're always going to be a minority range. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can see what's happening in Northern European, Scandinavian countries, which is very evident with the, with, with the turns as in um, healthy snacks and health and functional drinks being, being great, sold at a greater rate than conventional confectionery, I believe that's going to happen. We haven't even scratched the surface in the UK. Yeah, yeah. It's scratched the surface of the potential in the UK. As soon as you get confectionery buyers, confectionery buyers, not healthy snacking buyers, confectionery buyers, Picking something up and saying, "Do you know what? We'll we'll give that we'll give that a shot," but they're only going to do that if they think they're going to get the turns. Yeah. Ever going to get the turns, ever at the current price rate of a current protein bar of two pounds fifty to three pounds. That's just insane to think that you can walk down a Sainsbury's or a Tesco's, and right next to a Snickers bar at seventy nine pence, there's a Protein bar at two pounds seventy-five, and somebody's going to think, "Oh, look at that fantastic offer! I'm going to pick it up." It's just not going to happen. Yeah, seventy percent of all seventy percent of all impulses happen at the point of impulse. In other words, they do, they are not conscious of the purchase before they do the purchase. It happens near the till, so that's why Mars, Mondelez. You know, and the Nestlers of this world, they all focus at that till point. So if they want you to brand switch, it's price. It's price and offer. If you go to any major retailer, Shane, any, even in the States, it's all impulsive and it's all on offer. Yeah. You, you never get something. I always use the analogy, it's a very simple analogy, of at the point of impulse, it's, it's an auxiliary purchase. It's an extra purchase to accompany what you've gone into the store to buy. Yeah, yeah. Current, and currently, <clears throat> protein companies are almost doing this, but not to this extent. <clears throat> They're expecting people to go in to buy a shirt, for example, in the clothes shop. Yeah. And next to the tip, there's a full suit. I mean, they're, they're expecting people at the, point of, at the point of impulse at the end to buy a bigger purchase than what they went in the store for. Now, yeah. anybody thinks I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong. But, you know, when you buy, say, something in a store, it's something near the till, it's always cheaper than your first purchase. Yeah. It's always cheap because, oh, I'll have that. It's not much money. Now, so people buy with their eyes, but at the end of the day, 
people pay with the pockets. Yeah. Never going to get that traction if it's not affordable. Just data fact. Do you think it's? Uh, you think it's? It's probably going to be just just a matter of time. Just a matter of time, and I guess persistence from people like yourself and buyers and retailers and other companies that come along that will kind of push the market in that direction. Or do you think the extent of just having an odd snack bar and an odd bar there and a that's kind of the extent of it or do you think it can go further if it keeps getting pushed or is no, it just yeah it's a question we're going to go further and it's going to go further with lots of different ways because the retailers are under pressure especially sugar yeah. to reduce down the, the sugar products next to the tills and then from the other side of it you've got the confectionery companies that in order to, to uh, defend themselves against the attack of sugar, they're going to be going on the acquisition of healthy snacking companies. Yeah. So under their umbrella brands, such as Hershey you know, and, 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 and other brands, they'll be putting healthy snacking brands right next to their high sugar brands so they're getting the best of both worlds. And when those people start to put it down their channels, that's when the major retailers will start to listen. Interesting, so, interesting. It will happen. It will happen. Inevitably, you think? I think it's going to happen much faster than you think. I mean, we, we, we can show data very shortly in WH Smiths to show that um, the amount of people that pick up one of our competitor bars, you know, 30% of those that pick them up, put them back when they get to the till. 30% of people who pick up a conventional protein bar, when they get to a WH Smith till, when they when they ring it through the till, put it back. That's, that's, a, that's, that's that, a, an impressive number. It's a massive number, right? It's a massive number. And when you when you do the research and you talk to store managers, you know, and the, the chocolate eaters, I mean, most people love chocolate. What, why, you know, do they sell well these products? No. Why do they not sell well? They're too expensive. Yeah. It's the same feedback from every single store manager. And when we, we've got field staff at the stores, talking to store managers on a weekly basis, educating them, listen, actually, you know, it's not that expensive now to eat healthy. And before you know it, the store staff, their customers, the store staff sign their friends, their customers, and when people walk into a store, you know, they're, they're your soldiers, right? They're your people yeah. in the shop. And this is what, what the big brands don't do. They don't engage with the people that really matter, which is the people on the shop floor. So if somebody walks in and says, okay, there's this thing, they put it back, it's £2.49 or £2.29. Well, actually, we do have a we do have just as good a product. And this here it is, and it's 69 pence, or it's £1.10, or it's £1.69. Um Interesting. I was in a I was in a, a well known coffee shop um, uh, this weekend. Well known coffee shop. I'll just leave it at that. And they, I was behind somebody, and he picked up a protein bar. And I said to him, you know, excuse me, what's that? And you know, I'm like Shane. I'll I'll talk to anybody, right? Yeah. So he's. Uh, it's it's a it's a protein bar. So I said, why are you buying it? And he says, I'm buying it because it's the protein and low sugar. 
sauce. I said, does, does it taste nice? He said, I've never bought it before. I'm just trying it. And I said to him, and I knew how much that bar was. Yeah. So I said to him, and how, how much how much is it? He said, it's £1.49. And actually, the kind bar sticker was underneath the protein bars. Oh, wow. I said to him, I think you better just check that price. <laughs> it's not 49 He looked at the price and he saw the true price. It took him about half a second to put it straight back on the shelf. He looked at me in the face and said, there's no way I'm paying that for a snack. Yeah. And that's what one of those are all about. When we had joke to you about delivering happiness, yeah, I always have this joke to know us about delivering happiness. It's delivering happiness through taste, making people healthy, and they can afford it. And that's the that's a key key thing. So I'm not the jury's still out. You know, there's lots of people making an awful lot of turns on 20 gram protein bars, but I think if you look at that in comparison to the 18.4 billion. UK confectionery market, it is not even scratching. Yeah. Interesting. Good money. They're all happy, right? Yeah, yeah. The buyers are happy. Everyone's happy, but it's it's less than seven to eight percent. Yeah, I think you guys. I think you've put it on. You've put. You've done a good job in the UK to to get to get the I guess the wheel rolling, to get the ball going to get. You know, to be on that shelf next to those confectionery brands, those candy bars, it's it's a huge feat because it's a, it's just not something you see. Uh, even when I was in the UK, you can you you do see them, but you just don't really see them in a wide range like that. So it's uh, and and at those prices, and I think the prices is probably the most if the most important part because, as you say, uh, while I might be happy paying. Yeah, two pounds, three pounds for a protein bar. Someone who's going from a candy bar that's less than a pound and wants to try a protein snack, they may not be willing to pay triple the price, double the price. Well, I'll also I'll also give you another a very simple analogy to your listeners. You know, a protein snack is a snack. Yeah, it's not part of your staple diet. Okay, you're buying it on the go. So let's say you and I, Shane, we went into a petrol forecourt and we got some diesel or some, some gasoline and we went into the store and there's several snacks there. We're not buying it as part of a staple diet and the average person doesn't care about 20 grams. Forget that, 20 grams. That's born from a protein shake and sports nutrition. They're buying the word protein. I'll ask you this question, Shane. Me and you walk into a petrol station We'll get a coffee, and there's a protein bar there, or a snack at two pounds fifty, and there's one at one pound fifty. I don't care how much money you've got, right? Which one are you going to pick up? Yeah, the thing is, is that I'm 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 tainted though. I know all the brands, so I know how they taste. <laughs> well, that's that's also the, that, that, going back to the taste. That's a that's a very big obstacle. It is. That is also a very big thing because for for years it was always, and even with me. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I need something on the go, protein bar. It's like, 
ah, oh, they don't taste that great. And you'll just get it because it's the only thing you had for on the go. Whereas now you have to kind of fight away and beat away all those that reputation that boating bars are doughy and made of rock and taste like shit. You have to beat yeah. away at that. And it's a and for those people that kind of may have jumped ship from candy bars to protein snacks that one time and were like, Oh God, this is what it takes to be healthy. You have to <laughs> you have to reintroduce them. There's a new age of snacks and so it's a it's an uphill battle. It's it's that's it, it, it's a, it is a huge uphill battle. Um but that being said, you know, we had a wave and I'll mention the BEMS, for example, you know, Maximusel. Mm. Okay. I, I actually did the design work for Zeph and Maximusel. And believe it or not, yeah, when when, when Zeph approached us, because that's my background, Bandit Strategy, he said to me, We need to change our we need to change our look. We need to change our look. How do we change our look? And he pitched it to three London agencies, he pitched it to us. So the London agencies you know, went in with all the flashy mood boards and all this stuff. And I went in with, with, with an interesting, as you can imagine. I can already, uh, I already know what you probably would have said. Well, I went in with a very big rock. I went in, I've told you the story, I went in with a big stone. I went in with a huge stone and I asked him if he had a towel to put on his boardroom table. And he says, why do you want a towel to put on a boardroom table? So just put a towel on your boardroom table. And I put this big rock right in his boardroom table. And I said, well, that, that that's that's what you look like now. Like, that's you. That's you. <laughs> and he, 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 was, he, he looked at me all puzzled. And the brief was, uh. we, we want to be more, we want, we want to sell more to our British people. This is going back 20 years now. So I then picked up out the other bag some pebbles. Some nice pebbles, smooth pebbles. And I says, right, this was the CEO. He was called Zeph from Muscle, uh, Maxi Muscle. I said, Zeph, they're both made out of the same thing. Right? Very nice. How you position it. One you would have in your house, you know, typical, no offense to your listeners, steroid look, big biceps, Maxi Muscle. You know, that terminology. Another one's a nice pebble that you'd have in your kitchen. You know, parents wouldn't feel alienated by it, right? And that's when Maximus completely changed its view. But what it didn't do was it didn't think, do you know what, this has got to taste nice too. Mm. So then they sold the brand to Glaxo, right? And Glaxo stuck everywhere all around the UK. It was on every single till point in the UK. And excuse my language, they completely fucked it up. <laughs> they gave the most disgusting possible bar to any person uh, single till point and that people are protein bars in the UK just because it's protein doesn't mean people want to eat it Yeah, it's got to taste nice so you can turn people on taste by sampling but I, I still believe that protein bars are quite a way off. I respect um, the bar that you, you like massively. I do respect, I'll openly say this, I do respect barbells. Yeah, they're, I, they're insanely I, good. I think that's a great bar, right? I don't really respect any other ones. <laughs> no, I don't. And I'll tell you what, I, I, 
And that's my shame. Because when I've gone into the stores and I've spoken to buyers, okay, and we've given the store managers and the buyers and, the, and these multiple, head multiples, samples of Novo, they are phoning us up every two weeks. Says, Can you send us some more of those Novo bars? Because yeah. as we've got on our shelf, to be honest, the cell tastes like shit. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, barbells is a great bar. Barbells is the is, is the benchmark. You know, we've got a couple of bars competing against barbells, but in terms of offering, I think it's a bold statement to make. But we've got a better mass offering than barbells. Yeah, they have. Um, I will say that barbells just do a dynamite job in the countries that they have presence in. You know, yeah. they 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 don't want to be just in that health section they have a presence and their branding they do have i will say in sweden their variety is second to none they have a smaller bar in sweden they have the core bar and that's a i'm pretty sure it's a sub 15 gram i can't remember exactly that's a smaller one and that's sold right alongside their main one then you have their ice cream which is in its own little freezer then you have their ice pops from from noko so in sweden it is literally the dream snacking brand but obviously to, to carry to carry that presence throughout the world is next to impossible but that like those guys have done an incredible job and and i would say they are the benchmark their bar just keeps getting better flavors and they're introducing a variety of products that, that just it's also, it's, also, it's also the eating experience in the mouth mm. you don't you want to feel as though you don't want to be chewing on something for that yeah. long the they more you balance They've got a good balance. Very good balance. Ours have got a good balance. Um, it's quite it's quite interesting to your American listeners. It's, it, it's almost a joke that the leading bars in Canada, right, are Barbells, Novo, and Grenade. Right? I mean, That's all in, Europeans in Canada. In Canada, America's down the doorstep. You've got the three leading flavored brands are European. Yeah, I mean, come on. So that's where it's go. But that that goes back to the complacency. If you're doing a lot of turns, doing doing a lot of volume, you're quite happy with your taste. You don't want to rock the boat too much. But there's, so there's been some very very big brands, and you know, look at Quest, massive company, did a great job. They led the way on low sugar protein bars. They trashed at the time. If you look at their social media when they first started, they had a dustbin and it was full of protein bars and it was full of high sugar protein. They had another bin It says Quest. Look at their social media. They led the way and they did a fantastic job in selling what was a pretty shitty tasting bar. Yeah, it is. I mean, what a great idea. I'll tell you what. Our bar is so hard. Why do we eat in the microwave and make muffins out of it? Uh, so, it's just too right. So, uh, how about, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about the market where you guys are. So, what's the next move for you? Like, what? I know you're always working on something. I know you have something up your sleeve. Yeah. If, it, if it's not tweaking something, you've, you're creating something. What, what, what's next for Nova, uh, aside from the uh, 
the WHS and the retail market and the snacking game? Like product-wise, what what can we look forward to seeing from from Novo in, in the coming months or year? I think we're going to we're doing. We've got to be very careful that we don't spread ourselves too thin on ranging. Yeah. Um, and that's the big mistake that some companies do because if anything, you I mean, you, you've said it yourself, Shane, if you taste a Novo product, you know it's going to taste nice. What you don't want is to launch something and it be okay. Yeah. Because if your consumer, your consumer picks that up the first time and it's just okay, they're going to think, oh, your rest is just okay. So we, we're just going to stabilize it for six months. But... You know, we are certainly going low on protein. That's what I'll say. We are going to go. We are going to go low, um, lower than some of the brands that you talked about. Much lower. I have seen uh, quite a few. I would say the protein break is probably the lowest I've seen uh, in terms of snacking. It's kind yeah. of got that good balance. Like it's one of the ones that's probably the lowest. You have a few others out there. None have. The other thing is that is kind of misleading or like uh, tricky with the protein break is that it's a small bar. Like you sometimes just look at the bar, just look at the protein and be like, oh, it's not that much. But in the gram scheme of things, if you would compare the weight of that to a full size 20 gram bar, you could probably get away. And the protein isn't that bad compared to the size. Yes. So it's, uh, you've done a good job at, at creating something with that one. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I look forward to... I think the wafers, we're going to be expanding the wafers heavily. Okay. Yeah, we've got several new flavors of wafers coming out. Um, again, that's an interesting product because it just shows the difference between sugar levels and taste. So, you know, our wafers are four to five grams of sugar. But you won't believe how many wafers we sell every month. Okay. So that that shows you the point point that that taste is very very important. Oh yeah, it um, is. I mean, seventy percent of people who buy Quest, seventy percent, seventy two percent of people who buy Fulfill, you know, great brand Fulfill. Um, one band over seventy percent, they are women. Women. Um, so therefore, if your brand doesn't look asexual and suitable for a woman, you're instantly alienating a very large majority of people. Um, so, and and the eating experience is very important. So I think what Elvo's looking to do is, what we have done is we've got a range of affordable products for all the family. So yourself may like the break and Nikki may like the wafer and, you know, you, yeah. your mother, father may like the easy bar. So then you've got to choose right to, to cross them across the whole family. In terms of the protein, uh, in terms of the protein market, the protein tub market, that's just that's just been decimated with with price now. Decimated with price, um, and distributors are going to find it very very challenging, very very challenging, when um, people like Hershey. And, you know, the Nestlers of this world start to put down snacking bands down their channels um, where you can, I mean, you look at uh, the country in question, Sweden, Norway, yeah. okay? Those are sold direct 
to the retailer. There is no sports nutrition distributor involved. There is no sports nutrition distributor involved. And therefore, the customer can get it at a more affordable price. The retailer can make more margin. You know, it's a very different demographic. Yeah. So when you then get healthy snacks in convenience stores, petrol stations, you know, that's not the market for a sports nutrition distributor. That's that's two FDM distributors. Um, so I think it's going to be very challenging um, for sports nutrition distributors and um, the more accessible snacking goes into um, mainstream. Very, very challenging on price. Well, as always, it's been uh, tremendously great to talk to you. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, have to get you on for another episode in the future, but thank you for uh, sitting with us and, and, and talking through uh, and look forward to having you on again. Yeah, pleasure.